0: 3CR, 855am, digital, 3cr.org.au. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan, a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. 3CR proudly broadcasting from the lands of the original inhabitants and paying respects to elders past and present, including our LGBTI Indigenous elders, in turn including sister girls and brother boys. Um, On the show today very exciting um guest and i'm going to introduce that in a minute uh introduce that wonderful guest in a minute but um opened up today with amber and love one another which is always a good idea from amber's 1999 eponymous album self-titled um a good good track and of course had the um um great track sexual leader RD. well a great article came my way in the last 24 hours Um, About Kate Brown, who's the governor of Oregon and uh, couldn't have given me a better quote to introduce um, my guest in a second. Shortly after being sworn in, Brown, who was an out bisexual politician in the US, received a letter from a young bisexual person in Indiana and stuck with her, quote, they felt like my coming out gave them a reason to live, like there's other people out there like me. She said, that's what I was able to say to my mum. This makes a huge difference to people. In that light, it is my pleasure to welcome an out-by candidate running in Australia's federal election on July the 2nd, running in the seat of Holt in Melbourne's southeastern suburbs, um, Jake Tilton. Welcome. Thank you very much, Sally. Good to have you with us. And look, I've got to say, I am not aware of an out, um, I don't want to focus on this the whole time, but... Um, I'm not aware of an out-by candidate running anywhere in, in Australia, national slash federal, state territory, local, any state or territory. I will happily be corrected on that if our listeners want to get in touch with the show on outofthepan855 at com, Text in 61401 Look for me or out of the pan on Facebook or tweet at Sal Gold said so. Um, but um, so I'm... Not gonna say you're the first you're the first I've not on, which is good and bad. Let's dive in on that angle sure. and perhaps um tell a bit about your story of coming out in terms of sexual orientation and anything similarish.
1: Sure. So um for myself personally it was more about battling between what I what I was coming out from the inside. So mm-hmm. from the time that I was probably a child I thought I had these inklings of, you know, having little crushes on both genders, but without even knowing it because the I wasn't really educated on mm. LGBTI issues at all. So for me, it was growing up throughout, you know, from six to 14 mm. um, without knowing what my own sexuality was because for me it was just you told you're just born straight for a lot of the time totally for a lot of your life. Setting, yeah. yeah. And so from the time I was 14... I, um, started having these thoughts and it wasn't really that I suppressed it. I just more or less, it wasn't my main focus at the time. Mm -hmm. I was still going through, you know, the sexual stage of puberty and, you know, growing up with that, dealing with my own emotional turmoils of my life and coming out, um, 18 was probably a lot easier because I was able to identify who I was mm-hmm. and able to successfully, a lot of people aren't able to, yeah. I was able to success- successfully say I was bisexual because I was attracted to both males and females. And so I started slowly coming out to my own friends. Yeah. Um, probably, especially when I started first going to uni, it was a much more open environment where not everyone was sort of, you know, you weren't afraid people were going to look at you and judge you for this. Um, and I was around a lot of very supportive friends as well. I had a very wide network of supportive people in my life, which made mm-hmm. it a lot easier. And so I started coming out slowly to my own friends. And then, and, and I don't like to leave a lot of my own life secret. Yeah. So I started, you know, telling more and more people. And I started thinking, okay, maybe it's time to come out to my own family. Yeah. And so I actually just went out the front of my own house and saw my parents and just told them there and then that I was bisexual and they, they, they were, they were confused at start, but very accepting. And I was very proud to have parents like that because a lot of parents would probably be a bit more confused and maybe not as accepting as my own. So I was very, um, I was gra- graciously accepting, accepted with within my own family about yeah. my own sexuality and it felt good. It made it easier to, over you can experience a lot of emotional overwhelming um feelings when you do come out to anyone and for me it was just easy with with my parents just to go yeah that's fine because to me in my head my parents are the pinnacle of uh you know accepting Mm -hmm. who you are as a person because they you know they bore you they they've raised you throughout your life and outside of the you know normal spectrum of identity issues sexual identity is one of those things that you probably just wouldn't a lot of parents wouldn't think they would worry about with their child because they thought they maybe had their own inkling of what their child Can may do, be. but yes. And it was a bit of a shock, I won't lie, for my parents. But, mm. uh, yeah, they were, they were very, very humble and accepting about it. and It made me feel a lot better about it too. So I made it easier to tell more and more people after that as well. Yeah,
0: it is easier. I mean, there's a few things. Um, you know, you've done the come out slowly to friends and build up a support base on acknowledging great educator Daniel Woodhouse here he says if you've got five people behind you for starters you've got the foundation a reasonably good foundation you can be yeah. more. I wanted to clarify one thing, Rhea, yeah. because you said there was confusion was that about what bisexuality was or was it just about sexual orientation other than heterosexual or something else again?
1: Well, naturally, not a lot of uh, X generation would have heard the term bisexuality yeah, in general. Okay. And so, yeah, that probably would have been one of the things that they were, they were confused about. But more or less, it was more because throughout my life, I was very, I guess, stringent on the fact that I was attracted to one gender ah. and p- pushed down a bit more about what I felt about the other side because, again, I wasn't exactly told what this uh, – these feelings were up until a point where I was able to even do my own research, but also yeah. have that support base to help me out. And so one of my friends was just sort of kept telling me, you know, if this is how you feel, you just need to reflect on that and tell yourself how you feel. So you can then feel comfortable about telling other people how you feel. And I felt as if that was maybe a bit, um, uh, it's not one of the ways that a lot of people go about it, but for me, as my own personality, it was easier to come out that way by reflecting on how I felt about this and then throughout the spectrum of sexual identity, identify myself with that because that's how I cope better with things like that is by, I guess, not necessarily having to put a label on it, but easily identifying who I am. And I felt being bisexual was the best identity for me and that's how I identify as well.
0: Yeah. If I may ask, them, yeah, sure. I'll say with a little tongue in cheek. No obligation to answer. Can I just get your age range? Um, no,
1: I, I'm actually nineteen.
0: You're nineteen. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, that's. I think that oh, I'm just doing some mental maths. That's okay. Ninety-seven. Yeah. Ninety-six. Uh, actually. Ninety-six. Yep. Okay. So, I mean, I think that says something that there's still, still not quite enough um, information and visibility about by, if I may say, for someone of your age range. I would agree. I'd be yeah. very much inclined to agree and, with that. And you know, as someone who you know, as part of By Alliance, um, attends every discussion group we have and we're still getting stories of people in their 40s, 50s, 60s who have just found information but you were sort of had to hit the search engine if they were I really did. coming out um, for at that time. I think that speaks huge volumes about what is still going on. And I suppose just the last part, um, you know, when you decided to get involved in politics and run for and you are running for the Greens but I would ask the same question regardless of which party... Sure. Um, you know, was um was did that come up in any way, we'll say good, bad or indifferent, um in terms of sexual orientation. I wouldn't have expected it was, but um just
1: About choosing the party that I wanted to run for? Oh,
0: just the fact that you 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 ran for politics as an openly, I'll say any or all of GLBTI candidate in your case, by. I mean, I know the Greens obviously have a huge record with Bob Brown yeah, of course. and that sort of thing, but um, as I said, as we said at the start, as far as I know, you're the first out bi candidate in Australia. Well,
1: that was what I was uh, saying before: is that not a lot of people choose to label themselves of this of a certain sexual identity, yeah. and so and that is certainly a right and a prerogative that they have. Um, and so, some we have tried to actually uh, take back the word queer as instead of being a negative mm. stigma, uh, stigma or um, connotation to a positive one. Uh, And so our network, the Queer Greens Victoria, has actually um, helped those who aren't able or do not want to label themselves as a sexual uh, orientation to then uh, effectively, say, queer instead of bisexual or other sexual orientations, uh, gay, lesbian, transgender, anything like that. Um, uh, Sorry, um, pansexual, omnisexual, things like that. And so when it came down to me being openly bi, it was just easier. Excuse me, easier just to say it how it was because that's how I openly identified, and so yeah. and not only that, I didn't want my sexuality to be a secret to anyone in particular, and I figured if you have being an openly bi candidate does leave you open to a little bit of backwash from some people but also a wider array of support, and you know you can offer help to those who may be struggling themselves or who say, you know great that you've come out as far as I'm aware, you are the first openly bisexual candidate, but hopefully. There are maybe more. Yeah, I'm not personally aware in the other states, but in Victoria I'm aware that I'm the only openly bisexual candidate who's able to label themselves. Yeah. Other than that, yeah.
0: So good that we've had that visibility. We'll drill into some policy issues after sure. we have a little um, break. We've got, um, had a comment on Facebook um, and got a question to ask you about some of that detail. In the meantime, hopefully, if the CD plays, um, we've got some Um, Bisexual music on 3CR, 855am digital, 3cr.org.au. Out of the pan with Sally and guest Jake Tilton.
1: Get a healthy dose of anti-nuclear, peace and sustainability issues on The Radioactive Show. 10am Saturdays on 3CR Community Radio. 855 on your AM dial and also podcast and web streamed on the 3CR website, 3cr.org.au. The Radioactive Show, where every bit of exposure makes you stronger.
0: Bisexual Alliance is a non-profit organisation dedicated to raising awareness and supporting people who are bisexual, people who are multi-gender attracted, their partners and their families. Bisexual Alliance runs several monthly discussion groups in and outside of Melbourne to offer support, a safe space to chat about your experiences and to explore others' experience of multi-gender attraction. These groups are for bisexuals, those who are questioning and their loved ones. For more information, visit bi-alliance.org or email. Info at by allianceorg 3 3CR, 855am, digital3cr.org.au. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan, a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Or as I've been calling it after this week, I had a brainstorm early Monday morning. Um, I'm now calling this the Bree community, bodies, relationships, identity and expression. And it's to do with cheese, so that's got to be good. My guest is um, Jake Tilton, who is the Greens candidate for um, the seat of Holt in Melbourne's southeastern suburbs. And whilst, I want to say, whilst it's good that the Greens have a um, LGBTI policy, there is one thing that struck me is that there was no um, bi-specific measures in there, particularly given the worst mental health that bi people face, often facing stigma from both broader society but also sadly elements of gay and lesbian and I wanted to bring that up in fairness um, to say was that an oversight, how did that happen, what um, could be done to remedy that um, both in practice and in policy from here on in
1: Um, I don't think it was much of an oversight because there are preventative measures out there for people of all sexual uh, identity issues to find help Um, I would say that the greens want to support putting in uh funding for all and as many um help um places that can help people with sexual identity issues mm. um the funding that is currently put in is not not sustainable it's not it, it doesn't it doesn't provide enough for these people with these for for people with issues so the Greens want to commit. do want to commit to putting as much as much funding as we can into helping people with sexual orientation issues.
0: Yeah, and you know would that include you know by um, by a specific type of services rather than just you know lumping into um, all of LGBTI?
1: I would say it certainly would, because as much as people do struggle with their own singular identity issues. People who are bisexual or even pansexual do struggle with the idea of... I mean, pansexual people aren't binary, um, mm. uh, non-binary. So, oh, yeah. sorry, they are attracted to people who do not identify or who may not identify with their gender. So that is. there's a broad range there. People may be confused about themselves. So that is a very specific topic in itself. For people who are bisexual who struggle with the binary uh, the cisgendered binary issues of being attracted to both males and females, which personally I didn't have to overcome. I felt pretty, like I say, I felt mm. pretty supported within my own community. Um, I do think that there should be a committed funding program for people who who do struggle with bisexual identity issues. It is, I can, I have people personally in my own life who struggle with overcoming these issues. Um, I, I personally cannot say there is currently a lot of help. However, the Greens do um, strive for these measures for a broad range of people, But there, sh- and I agree that there should be bisexual-specific issues... Uh, uh, excuse me. Help, rather. And the ability to um, provide support for these people will actually make the transition a lot easier for a lot of people because, like I was saying you grow up most of your life thinking that heterosexuality is the norm, the societal norm, and then overcoming that and starting to discover yourself and your own sexual identity, there's this crucial point where you need to address a lot of psychological issues that people may be going through and having that funding provided to um, these uh, facilities... Uh, would make the transition a lot easier for a lot of people.
0: Yeah, unequivocally needs to be that support. So, you know, hopefully we could, um, you know, I'll technically put on other hats for one second, um, you know, sort of work on that, um, you know, sort of post-election, how we could get, um, the you know, everyone supported um, in that way. Yep. Um, you touched on earlier, and in a way you touched on it as well, people struggling to come out. You touched on your situation at school where you managed to sort of it aside until you got to uni but um the obvious topic of the moment or the last few months at least has been safe schools um you know you said that you know i'm curious about your own experience at schools um at school sorry and also what um you would like to see done for all of lgbti i'll say lgbtiq plus in a school scenario
1: well my school was actually very Very uh, supportive of the LGBTIQ community. In fact, that we had uh, quite a few um, openly um, gay, lesbian, not many bisexual, but we also did have uh, transgendered students who did attend the school and those in transition. Mm -hmm. Um, That was incredible to see. Um, So our school was, I guess, um, lucky in the way in the way that they were able to adopt this uh, the Safe Schools program and coherent, and, uh, implement it without, without any issues. Um, and then for, I would say for safe schools, the current $8 million funding is, is great, but then there should be more to actually uh, spread the network to all schools, whether they be rural, suburban, uh, inner city, outer city, yeah, everywhere. Where, Cause in many communities, you will at least have one person I would say more than one, of but course. at least one, who will be struggling with identity issues, gender identity issues, sexual identity issues, that the Safe Schools Program does uh, acknowledge and actively tries to um, to help. So the Greens want to commit to a 30, $32 million raise in funding, also bringing it from $8 million to $32 million, so that that program can be spread out to a wider community, Wider range of uh, networks within the Australian um, schools network, and so I would say that coming from my own uh, my own personal dealings with Safe Schools, that the current program is quite fantastic, and more can be done. I would say in the yeah. way of teaching more chi- uh teaching more children, teaching more high schoolers to uh, openly accept anyone with sexual identity issues because you can't... There is obviously going to be a small minority that are either uneducated and unwilling to accept a lot of people with these issues or who are educated about it but may have their own personal reasons to why they do... um, unequivocally uh, against a lot of these issues. And so in saying that, these people have a right to their opinion but at the same time... If they're actively discriminating against people, then the Safe School Program is there to act as a barrier for a lot of these people to stop them from uh, from having any more mental or f- mental or physical. Yes, yeah.
0: yeah. So just to wrap it up, you're out in the seat of Holt, which yep. um, covers a hot, as I said, a whole range of southeastern suburbs: Cranbourne, Doveton, Hampton Park, Endeavour Hills. Nary Warren Hallam, how, how's it been going out there on the proverbial? To use the old favourite word, the hustings. Um, <laughs> you know, have you been um, what's You know, been out say door knocking? Um, has there been say a local candidates debate or something? How's all that, what, what's actually been happening? A debate
1: hasn't happened yet. Um, I don't think. Uh, being a first time candidate, I mean, debate debates are great. Um, I would like a probably a little bit more. Um, experience in campaigning before I do start doing those wide public mm-hmm. um, events. I w- I'd certainly be open to it, but it's just more of a, um, it comes down to the final decision whether I do something like that or not. But um, yeah, the campaign's going fairly well, actually. I've got a, um, a lot of people, a lot of volunteers, actually, who, who are standing behind me to help me out cool. on election day, pre-poll period, I'm coming out to some events that I'm currently running. And yeah, it's
0: it's doing well. Yeah, all right. Well, um, Jake, all the best for it, and um, thanks for coming in um, today. Um, nice. For one of your, I think it's your first in-person radio interview. You've done stuff over the phone. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah and I, I certainly appreciate you having me on too. So. Yeah, well,
0: look, um, you know, we do need the biovisibility visibility. Um, unequivocally and regardless of party. And I want to thank um, a friend of mine, Luke Garn, who is in is, I'll just say, very engaged politically and is involved with another political party who tagged me in on your um, page on Facebook and alerted me to the fact, and I think that's the sort of cross-partisanship politically and in terms of all of LGBTI that we need, I mean... In a utopian world we'd get LGBTI above party politics.
1: Yeah, well there but, does need to be the yeah. cross party support for this, but you're right. There needs there needs to be an elevation of these issues above politics and bring it down to a more social level mm. where people where people, the people not necessarily the politicians who we elect to represent us, who may not even represent the majority of the community or the consensus. Yeah. We do need to make this an issue for people to uh actively decide on, not with a $160 million plebiscite, I might add. Yes, or parasite as I'm calling it. Yeah, I like it. I like that. <laughs> but actually bringing it down to a just a, a wider support network that people can actively engage in because I feel that even though there is a major, major social movement currently with the LGBTIQ community, there is a, there is oversight for a lot of it coming from our uh, federal and state levels particularly within government mm. that needs to be addressed now yep. it's 2016 time to move forward
0: get it done yeah all right well look wishing you every success for um the next where are we six weeks or so yes up till july the second and <laughs> well um drink lots of water and drink lots of coffee i think but oh certainly yeah. <laughs> don't
1: want to burn the candle at both ends on no, this one this yeah. needs yeah full um, attention
0: give it the best shot and look it is I think it is just, regardless of party, it is good that we have a good range of diverse candidates um, out there. And um, there may, you know, that um, we keep building on these things. So just um, basically all the best and keep learning. Thank you very and, much. Uh, we'll um, we'll see, how, see how you go. I'll be watching the, the papers and the tally boards on Saturday night, <laughs> Sunday morning, July 2nd and 3rd to yes. see how you picked up. Thank you very much. Thanks, Jake. Thanks for coming into 3CR, 855 AM, digital, 3cr.org.au. Out of the Pan with Sally. Jill Sabuil with a classic I Kissed a Girl. That was the track from the 90s of that name. Um, um, There was another one which um, was a different track altogether um, from the 2000s from memory. Uh, 3CR, 855 AM, digital3cr.org.au, Out of the Pan with Sally. And unfortunately, my multitasking failed me in the last segment because I just noticed a comment that's come up on Facebook from Linda, one of our regular listeners. and um, say publicly, so read it as is. Question for your guest, how can the Greens reconcile their sex-positive policies with anti-sex work candidate Kathleen Maltzen? So to give the background on that, um, Kathleen Maltzen is a candidate who is put up by the Greens for the state election every time for the seat of Richmond in a city um, and is known for views that are, considered sex negative, sees all sex workers as victims, and to some extent is. to there's debate about her attitudes as well on trans and gender diverse issues. I think it's a fair question. I'm sorry I didn't get to ask that. My apologies. Um, and I think that if there is someone from the proverbial brass of the Greens listening, I think that is a fair question. And, um, you know, I've got to say that with my other hats on, so to speak, I'm still yet to meet Kathleen Maltson um, and she hasn't come to any meet the candidates meetings I've been at, so I think the music will have to be faced on that I've um, had a couple of texts um, as well um, one that um, came in last week um, um, when we' talk, I was talking about religion um, we've had a um, um, one of our listeners who is Melbourne um, say that um, they I'll use they. They would love to see gay Christians on Q and A who denounce these lobby groups, such as the Australian Christian Lobby and presumably Salt Shakers or um, the rest. Thanks for your honesty. You pick and choose the best elements of religion and throw out the rest. Works well for many people to do that. Yeah, look, everyone's spirituality, religion, faith—you know—has got to be their own. Unfortunately, the religions that um, will say all systemize or robotize almost um, religion for their own purposes Um, you know sometimes don't do that and forget about the true word of um, Jesus as I've said a couple of times in the show I did spend 13 years at a Christian school which has been in the news and I'll come to that in a second um, during the week Um, you know sort of um, and look it wasn't the greatest experience at an all-boys school as a I'll say a Jewish child at a Christian school occasionally copped some anti-Semitic remarks. And then again, yes, there was the priest in year 10 who said about homosexuality and in this voice, these people are sick. They need our help. Blah. Um, But I will be fair that a lot of the um, readings that we got from the gospel and that sort of thing were the good bits of Jesus. You know, be a nice person. Uh, lay down your life for your friends, that sort of thing, um, which doesn't mean physically although it could um, but you know give to give to people, which I think we I often think we've lost that ability on so many levels. Um, don't get me started on customer service, but that's something else we've had another text in from John, interesting news about the Oregon Governor, but the reality is most of the public will see her in a heterosexual relationship she's been married for many years to a man. I think you raise, in a a way, a good point, John, because this is the whole problem, or a major component, sorry, of the problem of bi erasure and bi invisibility. People see a male and a female, say, in a relationship, walking down the street arm in arm, oh, there's two heterosexuals in a heterosexual couple relationship, or one or both of them could be bi. And, of course, that's not the case. Oh, two women. Oh, they must be lesbians. No. So... um, I think that I see what you. I agree with your perception there, John. But it is the unfortunate, and that's the reality in a sense. But it's a reality that we need to change to make sure there is more by visibility, and not by erasure. So I just mentioned my school, and it was interesting. Um, driving to somewhere early on Monday, um, I heard an interesting report. Well, actually, I did something a bit silly, I caught the start of Neil Mitchell on 3 W. You know, look, I say it in fairness, Neil Mitchell has travelled a long distance from the days where he was out, you know, wasn't really that great to being far more understanding. Neil Mitchell is now on public record as saying he supports the Safe Schools Coalition. Um, so that's a good thing. But um, jokes aside, I caught the start of Neil Mitchell's program, which is where I heard about this, that My school, where I did spend my 13 years, Brighton Grammar, is saying people who are bullied, and I'm I'm going to give a trigger warning on this, because it could be considered ludicrous, but it's also very hurtful. People who are being bullied should just toughen up. And I nearly, well, drive off the road or something. As I said, I spent 13 years there, and I think about Not just me. Now, even if you put aside my circumstances, we're talking the 1970s, no one had really heard of trans, you know, all that sort of stuff. And I don't excuse it. But even if you make a few allowances, surely there could have been something more done that would have made my years, particularly years, as we would now call them, seven and eight safer. But I think about the guy whose asthma medications made him look Um, well, larger, chubby, if I can use that word. I hope that's okay. And he got bullied. And the Greek kid got bullied and the kids who weren't good at sport got bullied. And, you know, there was so much emphasis on sport at Brighton Grammar at that time. And there were other stories that were, you know, just, you know, I heard about a shock at the year after I left about, I'd better say allegations, just to be safe, that a prefect used brass knuckles on a student he didn't like, um, and was using his prefectship for personal modification and then made the excuse that the you know, student he didn't like didn't get his lunch pass out of his pocket quickly enough. And when the parent that receiving students and parents complained, the, the complaints were dismissed because apparently that student was insubordinate. Give me a break. So um, really disappointing because I had heard that of a gay guy, a guy who came out as gay at Brighton Grammar in the last few years, say three or four and once he came out, the last three years of his schooling were perfectly okay. So sad that there's that step backwards. But what it says to me is our views of masculinity. Even if I had to stay at and grammar in my time, even if there could have been more flexibility for me as an individual, that I wasn't a sporty type, that I wasn't competitive. And this just shows how deep gender stereotyping in terms of, we'll say the intangible part of gender expression still runs, that we expect males to not just you know the tangible part of expression, dress a certain way, but behave or appear or um, act in certain ways and parallels for females. And, of course, we're all limited by that. We are all unique individuals on all these things. And when we limit someone, um, of course, it causes a lot of damage. But when we build people and value people, then we might be better off. So... Um, You know, we've got a long way to go when we hear attitudes like that. Now, to be fair, Brighton Grammar has distanced itself from um, this um, to some extent, but not completely, which I think is highly problematic that they haven't done that yet. Um, You know, they've got um, some work to do. But um, I'm also concerned about the counselling service that um, wrote this, which is called Shine. And it just... I haven't been able to find anything yet out about it, but I just wonder if there's any connection to some sort of fundamentalist Christian type of group or chaplaincy program. It just rings a bell, any research wonks out there. um, If you want to have a go, get in touch with me on the show, and we've got another 20 minutes left today, and we'll see if we can go for it. And the other news of the week, um, as I said, I'm now calling us the Bree community. Um, I may not use it all the time, um, but I'd like to use it. Body relationships, identity, expression. So it covers all forms of relationships, um, whether they're romantic or sexual, and therefore could cover asexuality, covers all sexual orientations, covers poly, um, covers singles, um, because in a way, is being single a form of relationship diversity? It is because you're not having those sorts of relationships. And, of course, you could be a poly single or a poly solo poly, all those sorts of things. So, yeah, I'm going with the Brie community. Um, Hopefully we'll know. I probably can't get sponsorship from a cheese company on 3CR. That would breach our rules. But, anyway, I'll see if I can somewhere else. But actually, I'm more of a cheddar person. But we'd value diverse cheeses on this show. All right, enough cheesy lines, Um, says she, desperately um, trying to um, um, come up with more lines. Um, I'll just um, have a dairy break or something. And Talking Bodies, let's um, have a listen to Eiffel 65. i being a bit dancey today. I don't know what's brought that on, but I always did like this track from, I think, the early late 90s, early 2000s. And Talking Bodies, move yours. 3CR, 855am digital, 3 A U. Out of the pan with Sally. Like some food for thought? Tune in to Radical Philosophy with discussions on freedom, happiness, knowledge, evil and rational argument. With words from Hawthorne, Patman, Jenkins, Hutchinson, Hirsi Ali and Plumwood. So tune in to 3 Community Radio, 855 on your AM dial on Thursday afternoon from 3.30 until 4 o'clock. And let's get radical about philosophy. Your love in this our 40th year of Radical Radio. Call 9419 8377 or donate online at 3cr.org.au and we'll be at your side forevermore. We are going to need your love, particularly on this show, in four weeks' time, because it's now four weeks from Radiothon 2016 in 3CR's 40th birthday year. So um, start um, digging behind the bottom of the couch or putting your pennies aside because um, we'll need your support for Radiothon. Um, In the meantime, you can... Um, donate online at 3CR's website and put out of the pan in your description on um, online or um, on the internet or um, similar things. Uh, there's ways to do it. You can um, go to um, if my um, computer will move, this is live radio people of all genders um, givenow.com.au slash cause four um, 442 Sounds like a Lose track no that was room 32 or something anyway you can also contact me via the various means of communication for the show particularly out of the pan 855 at gmail.com and i'll happily send you a form if you want to do um sort of bsb an account number type of thing or other ways or contact 3cr during business hours nine till five monday to friday and one of the fabulous team will um speak with you on how you can um donate but we'd better get this underway. Fell short last year, um, making up for that this year. Got a target of $1,300 for the show, so I'm getting I'm getting in early um, with um, where are we? If it's four weeks today, I'm counting the things. There's five shows, um, or four shows before Radiothon, so I'm doing the subliminal messaging. You will donate to Radiothon now. There's lots of things coming up um, during the week that you can be involved in. And the bi-discussion group is on and we've had to move home, says she, putting on her Bisexual Alliance hat. Um, We're back at an old stamping ground, the Great Northern in Carlton, um, which is on the corner of Rathdown and Pigden Street. Otherwise, same times, but as I'll say, not same bat place um, or bat pan place or something. But no, a great northern corner of Rathdown and Pigden Streets in Carlton North. Um, we're in the dining room, or as we like to call it, the dog room there with the dog wallpaper, although we haven't been there in a while. I'm not sure if it's still there. Anyway, for more information, contact by hyphenalliance.org. Bent TV is on um, at your place, 11 o'clock Friday nights, um, or on benttv.org.au or their YouTube um, channel. Trans Family is on this coming Saturday um, at Carlton, um, 100 Drummond Street, two o'clock. Um, I'll be back there after missing the last meeting. And in the morning, the Trans Anxiety Group um, is also held there, run by Transgender Victoria. And the Polysocial is on um, next um, Sunday down at the terminus, so in eight days' time. So always lots going on. There's been lots going on this week for Idaho Hobbit Week. People have been out everywhere, Great to see lots happening in Victoria, flag-raising, panel discussions. Um, Got to say it was a great discussion on Tuesday night um, with um, Yolanda and Kai Bogart and um, Rebecca from Transend and the Fabulous Fury. Um, The Fabulous Fury. I think Fury, you've got to take up wrestling with a a name like that. Seriously, um, you know, a great discussion on parenting and trans and you know, challenges and all sorts of stuff, hopefully might be able to get a recording of it in due course. Um, so lots to, um, you know, that is going on there. Um, what else? Um, there's a mountain of news today covering GLBTI, or this weekend I've been forwarded a copy of an article by, from, brace yourself, The Australian, um, by Angela Shanahan yesterday, Um which is, um, you know, talking about, um, um, you know, um, which, at- as always, attacks the same um, s- schools, um, which attacks safe schools, sorry. Um, and it's, of course, the usual stuff. And Jill Stark, who's sadly leaving the age, her um, she has, in today's Sunday Age, her last piece, as I reached across for it, um, is in there, which um, talks about, the other side of the coin, and it says the truth behind the, in inverted commas, gay agenda, sexuality's become an issue, um, and talks about how there is, you know, a backlash against um, GLBTI, and she, one researcher, Sarah Madison from University of Melbourne, says the pushback that we're experiencing is similar to the pushback against um, feminism in the 70s, which I think is a reasonable comment. Um, And, you know, sort of... um, Yeah, that's sort of Gandhi saying, what is it? First they ignore you, then they ridicule you, then they disagree with you, but then you win or something like that. Um, Also a a report which was both in Fairfax Media and is on page five of today's Sunday Age, that the ALP would appoint a full-time LGBTI discrimination commissioner to the Australian Human Rights Commission to build a more inclusive Australia, 1.4 million over four years, so that's 300 grand a year, but I think a commissioner's good probably needs to go to um, the groups themselves. Um, We're finding this in Victoria. It's great, great, great that we'll have, we have Ro Allen and she, Ro is on the show in two weeks time, tell you who's on next week in a second. Um, But um, it means that there's just more group work for the unfunded volunteers out there. Said me as an unfunded volunteer also talks about who the candidates might be. former high court judge, Michael Kirby, um, Bob Brown, um, well, I think they represent a bit of a 1990s gay male view, as much as they offer a lot. Kate McGregor, well, she's been quite a bit controversial this week, criticising safe schools and attack making attacks on Roswald. A lot of trans people might not like that. I think there might be something else to that that meets the eye. I'm not going to say any more for now. Um, Alex Greenwich, um, but... I have to say personally, Louise Pratt, who of course who has a um, his partner is a trans man, aram Hosey, um, might be a more um, middle sort of reach everyone sort of choice who knows um, so there's just a few thoughts, but I also think it needs to be a very open process um, anyway, I'd better get out of here and make way for the fab crew from Freedom of Species, talking all things animale coming up next um, in the meantime take it out today with, um, well, a bit of bi-pride. I, mean, I went on um, last week about biphobia and bi Sadly, I, I had to give up trying to contact organisations who put out releases for May 17 and just mentioned homophobia and transphobia. Um, this week I just I got too fed up with it and had to protect myself. So let's all have pride for each other, with each other, um, in the words of the another immortal anthem from Jonah. Um, On that note, thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. And, oh, I guess next week um, is um, Jason Toison-McSheen from the Australian Equality Party. I should add that, of course, under broadcasting rules, we'll happily give equal time to any candidate who wants it. Um, I'm going to be deluged by Facebook messages from Family First now, aren't I? Anyway, better get out of here and make way for freedom of species. Um, Take it out with Jonah and pride. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week.